0: I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you are currently working at, or if you're a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, the many different nonprofits that you work with. All right, today we have a great show for you. We have uh, Dr. Omatala Akinsola on the show today, and she is going to be sharing her Ask formula with you so you can increase donors at your nonprofit. And she's also going to talk about a different type of funding plan that your nonprofit can have in place. And we're really looking at starting and, you know, especially for smaller nonprofits or just, if you just want to kind of revamp for your year, so definitely a lot of golden nuggets today. And also, Dr. Omatala is in our grant professional mentorship, so it's so exciting. Um, I've seen her business, the funding magnet, grow throughout the last few years, and she just keeps advancing so much good for people around the world. In fact, she has, in the last couple of years, um, she's also consultant with more than 400 organizations across 25 countries, and she's influenced 8,000 changemakers in Africa for creating alternative funding strategies. So really, really exciting work that she is doing at the Funding Magnet. So just a little bit about Dr. Omatala. She has a PhD in social work from the University of Tennessee, and she has nearly 10 years of experience in both in-house grant writing and freelance grant writing to various nonprofits across the United States and the continent of Africa and beyond. She is a social worker by trade, and she is also a founder of the Jumpstart Dream Academy, which is a nonprofit organization in Nigeria that works with youth to develop them into agents of positive change. And she is going to be talking about that a bit today. So you are definitely in for a great, great, podcast episode. Um, so if you have not subscribed to our channel, please do subscribe so you can get these automatically um, over to your podcast listener. And I've also had Dr. Omotella on the show before, so it's been so exciting to bring her back and to see the different things that she's doing. So if you are listening to this podcast episode before February 12th, 2022, you can definitely join her 100 Perfect Donors Challenge, which she is having from February 12th to the 21st of 2022. Um, we'll have all of the information in the show notes at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 205. So please do check that out. We talk about it a bit today, um, but even her ask formula that you're going to find out, if you love it today, then you'll go, you're definitely going to want to join the challenge because she goes in more depth. She gives you downloadables, printables, workbooks, Etc. So exciting! Um, so definitely check that out. And if you're listening to this past, then no, no worries. Still go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two zero five. As she has a uh, freebie that you can definitely download, and you can check that out at any time and get more information about. Uh, Omotala there. And just a quick brief word from our sponsor, Grant Writing and Funding. (laughs) We are definitely um, funding this podcast and we appreciate you listening out there. We also appreciate all of the feedback that you guys give us. So thank you so much for tuning in again. And for more goodies that you love, please join our new Grant Writing and Funding Hub Haven. Yes, we have so many different freebies that we give out that we've put them all in one beautiful place. So if you would like the Grants Formula, a mini video series on how to write grants, as well as a nonprofit checklist for your top 10 tips to position your nonprofit for funding, or if you're a freelancer or you want to become a freelance grant writer and you want the five steps to become a freelance grant writer plus plenty, plenty more. Please go to GrantWritingAndFunding.com to join our hub haven. Alright so let's go ahead and get into our show today with Dr. Omatala. Hello, 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 it's Holly Rustick here with the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast show and I'm so excited today we have Miss Doctor, actually Doctor, Amatala Akinsola here with the Funding Magnet and Amatala I'm so excited that you're here today. Um, You've been a part of the Grant Writing and Funding Tribe for so long now for a few years Um, and we have just been able to see your business just take off, grow, have so much impact around the world. And I was just looking at your bio and I was like, wow, how far you've come as far as, you know, you're now, you've consulted with more than 400 organizations across 25 countries, impacted 8,000 change makers in Africa, really coaching about alternative funding strategies. And you've just done so much amazing work. So just hats off to you. Congratulations on your journey. Thank you, buddy.
1: Share it with me, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It has been a journey and I will not be here without you. I know that it was when I first um, saw your email about being part of the um, tribe and I I was like, this is a leap of faith. This is everything I'm putting on the line. But I'm so glad I took that leap and you've been there all the way to just guide me and keep encouraging me. And seeing you, do it also gives me so much confidence that it is possible. And I have a love for this industry and so i'm just glad that i'm able to help as many people choose they could have chosen to do anything else in their life but they choose to do this to support them on this journey because sometimes it can be lonely but you need community you need a tribe and with your tribe it's easier and you're able to get through whatever challenge or obstacle that comes so thank you for being one of the key people and my core people that have supported me throughout this journey so thank you
0: absolutely my pleasure and i'm just i'm so excited because you know, to see this journey, but you have been able to impact so many people, like you said, and and it's just amazing. Thousands of people, you're, you know, what you've been able to develop in your business, working with different nonprofits, um, you know, all of the products that you develop and the challenges and the different worksheets and just all of the things to help them really be able to get money for their organizations so they can advance mission around the world. And you're also a nonprofit um, executive director and leader. You have your own nonprofit, um, and that is amazing. That's in um, Africa. You've done a lot of work there with workforce development. And you've also been, obviously, you're living in the States as well, and you've been able to kind of do both be able to be there in Africa to lead this nonprofit, but also to pull the resources that you have available um, in the States as well. So that's just been really, really cool. Did you want to talk about your nonprofit? Profit a little bit. I just like <laughs> yes. I love hearing
1: about it. Absolutely yes. So the nonprofit is called Jumpstart Dream Academy, and so I started in 2012. I was a newbie to everything. I was just finishing my master's degree, but I knew that getting a job was not the right thing. And I, I even had job offers in the US. I turned it down and I moved back to Nigeria to get it started and just really get the my boot on the ground and work with youth in the education sector and just really like make a difference in that as well. And so what we do is to break barriers and ignite possibilities. So we do that through supporting them in not just having access to education, but realize that even with an education, there are no jobs available. So what happens if you have a great degree, you graduated with all honors, but there are no jobs for you. And so we have to think of other alternatives to say, okay, what is if your formal education fails you what is the next option and so our program part of our program included creating a technical and vocational education training center where they can choose something else they want to learn in the informal sector so that if something happens either they can go forward after high school to school or after university there are no jobs they have a skill set they can use to earn money and so they don't just have to be jobless and just be looking for jobs and just be job seekers they can actually be job creators themselves and be able to do good and right now like it's it seems so serious like i get messages on facebook on instagram on linkedin from like even people i never knew who were never part of our scholars that we worked with especially in the beginning and they were like oh i was in this university with one of your scholars is such an incredible person. Is doing great things, and I'm. I just want to thank you for what you invested in their life, and so all of those things. Just really make it worthwhile for this fight that we have for like for people and for ensuring that everybody's potential can be lived out, irrespective of their background or their location where where they are. So yes, it it has been a very fruitful and very satisfying to just see that happen and see the growth and the change in those young ones, and see them now becoming job owners that now hire more people or now they are employable because they have extra skills that the job market is looking for, that they were not taught in school, but through our training, they have it and they can do much good in the world.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. So I just looking at, you know, and I know you have personally shared on the podcast you've been on before and talked about your experience too and and about your own experience about getting education, but, you know, which is amazing, but then being like, wait, where is, the next step, then? What is the next step for me? So, really being able to bring that back, that reality to say that there's also jobs that need to be available once that education is attained um, to be able to move forward um, in the economy there and into socially, right? Yeah. So, I, I think that's a great that you have the boots on the ground experience, you have your own passion with running a nonprofit. And are able then to develop strategies um, and to help so many other people with that um, developing uh, nonprofits and you really work a lot with a lot of the different Nigerian and African nonprofits, which is really important because Um, you know, for a lot of, you know, they reach out to a lot of grant writers in the United States, just the currency is such a different value that they may not be able to afford um, the currency that a grant writer, say, in New York is charging, right? So looking at ways, I know you've been able to really say, let me develop different products then that can be more of an affordable currency exchange rate for that, to still help them advance in their nonprofit. So can you kind of talk about that for a minute? Because I think that's so yes.
1: important, right? Yes, absolutely. And yes, and this is based in also in my experience, starting. like I said, I was young, I was like 23 years old and I had to actually save up my home money because I had the opportunity to be part of an incubator and like we teach, but nobody wanted to fund the work that I was going to do back in, in Nigeria at that point because there was like political instability sometimes. And you know, sometimes that makes people a bit like sketchish about supporting because they are not sure whether it's going to last or whether the money right. will go to the right thing. And so through that experience of having to like save up like $5,000 of my own money, I worked in the cafeteria, I did catering. I did all kinds of things beyond just being a student just to be able to do it because of this passion that I had. And so I thought of that and put myself in the shoes of, these are the passionate individuals who basically system for their country, for their community, for their neighborhood. Because based on the way things are, we don't have as much like social structures like we have here in the United States. And so there's no like foster care, there's no homeless shelter or homeless food kitchen that people can go to. And so we see the need every day: people dying on the street, people lying down begging for food stealing because they just are so hungry and because of that they go to jail and nobody cares about them there's no due process or anything like that and so for somebody to say you know what I'm going to step into this mess mm-hmm. and try to change it and trying to make it better that takes a lot of courage right but yes. I don't want them to ever feel like depleted because there is no support of funding because yes a lot of most African um, non-profits want to like apply for grant, they think grant is the way, which is wonderful to one source, one stream of funding, right? But yeah. sometimes they're not ready, they're they not grant ready yet. So what happens? Does that mean that their mission, their vision cease to exist? Does that mean that they can still do good because they can't access the grant yet? Mm-hmm. So that was what made me to think of, you know what, what if I come up with an alternative way that they can fund their work, they can still get people, to donate and to contribute to what they are doing and support them on the mission. And so that was what gave rise to the uh, 100% donors challenge. To so say, you know what, while you're still working on being grant ready, can we work together and see the that you have in the people around you? There is already wealth, there is already money within those that you have within your circle, but you're overlooking them because you've not been taught the way to act. And so that was how I came up with the act formula, which is all about ACT seek not and so the process is as that symbol is like axe. and so it translates to the a-s-k axe, mm-hmm. a is for axe, s is for sick, and k is for not and so the way think of it like a circle and then draw another circle within that circle and draw another circle a smaller circle within it so you have three circles right and so you start from the inner circle and that is the acting so think of your friends and family can you bring them together and have and have a conversation it doesn't have to be something formal to say you know what This is my passion, you know, there is this issue, the statistics keep rising. More children are out of school, more than 10 million, for example, in Nigeria. And Mm -hmm. now with COVID-19, it's so much worse. Like some schools have been shut down for over two years because they don't have the right protocols. They don't have the right technology to offer like online learning and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what is going to happen to the future of these children? And so, but but the need is great but the laborers are so few and the resources are few. So sometimes it feels defeating that, no matter what you do, is that you cannot make a dent. And so, so the fact that you say, you know what, what are there people within, around me, within my families, my friends, who may have the passion to, and care about this population or this issue, but they don't have the time and the energy like I do to create the program, to actually create the intervention and implement it but they are willing to support me with some material good or with some like um, cash to help me um, yeah. further this mission. And so that's where we start with, like, start with what you are. So one of the um, example I, I tell people to use, like I want you to bring out your phone. And if you think about it, Oli, if you have your phone with you, how many people do you have on your contact list? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have two hundred. On average, people have at least 200 people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at those 200 people, at least you speak to like maybe 10 to 30 like on a, on a monthly basis or more, like like I'm basically using my own database to examine it. And we're not talking about WhatsApp. We're not talking about Telegram or all of those. We're just talking about text message or phone call. And so think about that. What if you just call them and share your vision, your mission, and you know what? I have this app for these people. This is what is going on. I've done the research. This is what it means for us to get started in making some changes happen and seeing some difference in terms of helping them and changing their situation for good, will you be willing to support me with these amounts of money to help with this thing? And so starting with that and just calling and just having a normal conversation to say, you know what, I know you care about kids, I know you care about education, I know you care about women, I know you care about people with disability. will you be willing to support me with your, with some funds to help me carry out this project? And so that was, the, that's the first thing in the act.
0: Yeah, and that's you. You know, the, when you ask, and that's the one thing I always say to people too, it's like your family and friends often overlooked, right? And um, we kind of go to that external funding source. Those people who may be very cold and don't even know your nonprofit or your, what you're doing, but that is the most credible circle you have is your family and friends who really want to support Absolutely. And then even saying, "Hey, can you also share this? Would you commit to sharing this with five people of your contacts?" And then that really, that's the spreads, next step. right? That really spreads the absolutely. Are willing to support someone they know, they like, they trust, right? So that is the mm-hmm. like the warmest, most low-hanging fruit that is so often overlooked, and that's where you're really going to get so much. So I love that first point of your ask formula is ask your family and friends, go through your contacts, see who you really contact the most, right? And then start there. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of reach out to those other sources, maybe second, third parties that you don't contact as much, but start there, build some confidence, you know, right? So yeah, so then you go, go into um, the seek formula, or, or sorry, the seek part of the ask formula. So A-S-K. So, um, so what is the
1: seek part? Yeah, absolutely. So you actually started, and the, the sickness like beyond your family and friends, having to give to you. Now you're now going to turn them to become captains for you, or champions for your organization. Ah, you and said. so he's now saying that you know what <laughs> he has to say, you know what? Like, see, I gave because I care about it. Because you may not know who, who they know, but the next question will not say who do you know that I need to know. Because yeah. you know, some I may know somebody that cares about let's say the issue of equity. I know that's one of the big things that you care about as a brand and as a person. And so you may, you may not know somebody who can speak or who has like um, uh, a platform for that, but I may know that person, but because you know me and you ask me to say, Paula, who do you know that I need to know in this particular area? That will bring and open up opportunities, right? And so my own network will now become part of your network to help you to, to create that change and bring about good. So it's not just that, but like saying, you know what, can you ask 10 people within your network that you know, that they trust you, they already know you and like you. I, they may not know me, they may not know Ollie, but let's say we're using Oli's example, but I may know 10 people who care about equity and women and making sure that women are equally funded and equally paid and things like that and so using my own network as well I can reach out to them and then they also will now come into that funnel to come and support that work as well and so that's one part a of the six process the part b is now to also not think about individuals but think about organizations as well because the truth is like there are some corporate sponsors. it's not grants they have businesses, small businesses, medium businesses, that they have the corporate social responsibility. It's part of their mission that every year, every month, every quarter, they must do something good for the community. They must give back to the community. And so it's like sticking them out to say, okay, I know this complaint, they're for profit, but part of their mission or their vision supports education, supports women, supports training, whatever it is that aligns with your own mission. Can you go seek them out and have a conversation with them to say, you know what, I know you care about this, This is what we're trying to do. Can we partner together and be, can you be a corporate sponsor for this program or this project that we have as well? And so that's the next process. Can you identify five to 10 small businesses or media businesses who have the same mission or aligns with what you care about for the population or the community that you care about? And then can you also ask them to come be part of the change and help you and join you in doing more good and ensuring that you can, save life, change life, or transform your community for the better together. And so that's the part B of the six process as well nice
0: nice so then you have so you have to start with ask your immediate family and friends then seek to have them seek out more right more relationships to come on board more commitments to come on board even looking at some corporate sponsors or associations um and then you okay, have your yeah. k right the k is the knock yes. and i love that so what, yes. is, what does the knock stand for
1: so the knock is more hub now you have looked at your inner circle and then now you've looked at your friends of friends to, to help and support you and now the knock is now going to be where it, it's an on i call it the under nose challenge for you to go knock on some doors. and so this can be either online or offline or however so it's like look at your colleague like one of the um thing i'm going to have some participants to do is to say look at all the email address you've ever had think mm-hmm. of it I've been to three universities, right? I've been to eight college. I've gone for my master's and now I've done my PhD. Between Mm -hmm. that process, I have some emails that have come from different people from all over, right? And then I have my personal email through Gmail as well. And I've had contact with businesses, organizations and things like that. And so within that um, framework is like, can you get all of these emails together? And then now reach out to them to say, you know what? I'm going to introduce myself. It can be a video 30 seconds or no more than one minute. It can be a written thing to just say this is my like in less than three to five sentences, share about yourself and your organization and ask them to partner with you for good. You don't have to ask them for money directly. It can be, you know, what can you sign up to our newsletter? You can be a volunteer or you can be a mentor for our program or a speaker for our program. And then yes, you can ask them to give either cash or in-kind as well. And so the part is now going to say, you know what, these people, they don't know me. This is like a cold thing, but I'm going to at least put myself out there. And so I'm going to share about this vision and this mission that I have. And then I'm going to knock on the door because you're basically, it's I like if you're going literally to somebody's door and knocking to say, open the door, I would like to talk to you about something, right? And so they don't know you from anywhere. But in this case, you're going to find at least 100 through all of these indirect interaction that you, you, you may have have, but you never consider that oh they might care about what you care about and then just shoot your shot in that regard to say you know what this is who i am this is what i stand for this is what i'm fighting for will you come along with me just help me make sure that we can do more good and help this particular community or the population that we care about as well and so that's the not not part of it and then i have like templates and uh, script that they can use and personalize it to their own particular organization in going to do the knock and getting those people on board as well.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, I'm especially looking at like, what are all your lists and then using those, even if they might be like, older relationships or things that might've been like third-party relationships, because at least there's some kind of connection. And the thing is a lot of people might start there and go in reverse. And the problem with going in reverse or even um, the knock is even like people they've never talked to before. And then they start there is that it's harder to get people on board there. Right. So if you start there, you might start getting, People don't really care about my nonprofit, right? Can't you discourage? Exactly. And then you never even get to the family and friends, you know, kind of going the other way because you've become so So starting the way that you talk about in your ask formula is so important because your friends and family are going to be more, um, you know, wanting to jump on more. You're going to get more confidence. You're going to be learning how to do your messaging better and actually tell your story. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to the knock you know, it's, it's just so much easier to bring people on board. And then you've already had so much support. So I really love this formula. And I know you teach it and you do a 100 Perfect Donors Challenge a couple of times a year. Um, And you do, I mean, I know a lot of people listen to this podcast or watch the YouTube channel at different times. You do have it coming up in 2022 from February 12th to the 21st. So you're going to be sharing more of those downloadables and workbooks on that. So you guys definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 205. And I will give you the link um, for that. If you're watching the YouTube channel, I'll just drop the link down below for you guys if you are interested in finding out more about that whole entire week challenge where you're going to go into more depth about the ask formula and give those worksheets etc and i'll also be doing a little cameo there so that'll be fun um but yeah you also have other things going on um, throughout the year so even though this is past february 12th to the 21st of 2022 you guys definitely want to um see what omatala is doing because she has so many great resources at her fingertips. So I know another thing you wanted to cover today is also how to, why it's important. You know We looked at donors, we looked at you know why this is important, not just to look at grants, but to also get donors. Um, but you wanted to also talk about a funding plan. So a funding plan to have in place and why that's important. So can you kind of talk about what a funding plan is for nonprofits um, and why it's important to have one?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Ollie. So like, I know that most people know about the fundraising, like strategic planning, fundraising plan that you plan out the whole year and your fundraising. That is wonderful and great. So don't stop doing that. But sometimes you can feel so far off because yeah. you're thinking in like 12 month stretch. And sometimes, you know, a lot of us, we have good intention. We have all of this plan that we make it pretty and write it, then we forget <laughs> it or we put it in a book and then we don't remember the plan oh, again, yeah. right? And Ooh. so the goal is to have like a one pager where like you think about okay either in quarters or monthly so for you if you're like you know what a month is too short it might fit me out or make me more anxious you can yeah. plan it at quarterly that's 90 days every three months so whichever way it works for you but I'm going to use the example of a month a monthly one and then I also give the example of a quarterly plan for a funding plan so a funding plan for a nonprofit is like think about it most non-profit organization, most, most for-profit, they have what they call a, a profit plan. And basically this is where they think of, okay, which product am I going to sell? How many quantity of it do I need to sell at what price? How many customer do I need to be in my funnel to get this desire um, amongst, I, I want that would be both a combination of my expenses, but also having a, um, profit to come in as my income right and so on the fl- flip side for the nonprofit, it's more thinking about okay what is our program what program or project are we having in this month or this quarter so think about it what is the budget for that because your program budget is just a small part of your overall like organization budget right so as you're planning one of the things I learned from Ollie is like when you're planning your program don't remove your overhead from it so you see a not for the people that you have to pay in terms of what it's going to cost in terms of the human being who are going to help run or manage or coordinate it right as well. So after you already account for it and you know that, okay, we, are, we want to serve 30 people or 50 people this month with this particular program, what is it going to cost to do that? So create it and break it down to your core number. So let's say your goal is like you work in an after school center and you want to help 50 students and, and ensure that they have what they need academically to Progress and succeed, and to ensure that they catch up because of COVID 19, they've been behind a little bit. And so, you, you you have to hire tutors, you need mentors, you need materials. So, after you do all the calculations, let's say it boils down to that you need at least $50 per student. So, if you do 50 times 50, what does that give you? So, that's about $2,500, $2,500, right? So, for this month to carry out this after school project to up 50 students. So think of it for profit, they say, okay, this is the product I want to sell. But for you, this is the service that you want to deliver for good, right? For this particular population. So you know, okay, it, it's 50 students. It's going to cost us twenty five hundred to do this. So now that you know what's the program and project is now to okay, now for the funding, how are we going to raise this money to help us be able to create this program or run it successfully and up the number that we want to life? And so that goes down okay, now what is in our funnel is your board giving so what percentage of your bud is giving that month let's say you have a board member that like you have five board members that give you hundred dollars per month so that means for that month at least five hundred dollars is coming from your bud, five times hundred so that's part of your um, funding plan okay um, a percentage of this money is coming from the board then you think okay we have about maybe 50 individual donors or 10 or 30 individual donors that we can talk to to give us money so we okay maybe after this 50 maybe 25 will give to us right so you can do an average that okay what if each of them give 25 dollars so you do 25 times that so that gives you something right and then you think okay maybe you can apply from some community grants warm-up grants or all of these um short-term grants that they don't take three to six months for you to get the rest fund back and say we're going to apply for like three and hope to get one by or before the end of the month And so that can be part of your plan so by the time you had up your board giving plus your individual donors plus the grant that is coming in the goal is that you have at least enough to cover that particular program for that month or you have more than enough and so what does that do it's just on one page it gives you a clear picture this is what we want to do this is our goal this is our mission for the month this is what it will take for us to raise it we need 50 people or 30 people or 20 people to give this certain amount of money so that we can meet this target that we have. And then beyond that, it helps you to now break down your key performance indicators. To so, say, Okay, now we have a team of three or five. Who should focus on board and make sure that our board can be, Who should focus on calling the individual donors or emailing them or what does that look like? Who should focus on grant writing. So that way you can divide your efforts as well. And so that way each of those different funding streams, you can address them as you plan for these program that you're trying to do and so ideally the goal is that you don't do this the month that you need the program you do it the month before so that way you're already thinking ahead and planning ahead and so you can start taking those steps to ensure that you can reach that goal or even exit that funding plan that you've created so even though a big fundraising plan for a whole year is wonderful and great but this one just really makes things easy and simple. And then you can see, okay, this is our input, this is our output, and this is the outcome that we want to see, but all in like numbers and just making it yeah. easy for you and your team to work towards that. And
0: I, I love how, how it's like um separated too. It's like, look at the different funding streams. You were just talking about, Let's just ask our board members for the twenty five hundred. You're saying, okay, realistically, how much can the board give? They can give hundred dollars each. There's five of them. There's five hundred. What other funding revenues do we have? We have individual donors. Maybe we can ask some corporate donors to come on. And you could even give them a clear deliverable about that. So you said, um, can you sponsor? Um, you know, five hundred dollars is one sponsorship, right? So you know exactly mm-hmm. that's going to help ten kids because you said it's fifty dollars mm-hmm. each. Right. So you can be a very clear on to say this is going to help 10 kids go to that summer camp or whatnot, right? So it's very, um, and then they could also up level, they wanted to do, you know, more than that. And then they, you know how much spend those sponsorship levels should be, or that ask should be. So even if you have an individual donate $50, you can help and sponsor one of these children at this camp for $50. So It's very clear on where the money is going. And I know uh, through a lot of research, um, yes, the individual donation and giving has gone up through the pandemic. Um, But one of the things that has also gone up is people's need and desire to see exactly where their giving is going and the transparency. So when you start with your budget and you really start with including everything and understanding what it costs, that's when you can be clear on your messaging. And I really love that because I see so many nonprofits, they just kind of throw a number out there and then they ask people to give money, but they're not really showing where that money is going. Perfect. Yeah. And you're going to be competing with people now that are following uh, Dr. Amatala's <laughs> right here. And they're actually being very transparent in where that's going and being you know, really smart on how to uh, formulate that. So definitely this is the way to go. I love this um, so much to look at what the funding place needs to be. In. So when they're looking at funding, they could even do this, like you said, quarterly out and kind of see what the different Things are another thing I think, you know, I was thinking about when you were talking about this was Mm -hmm. at this point, because then you're dividing it among who's reaching out to the donors, who's reaching out to corporates, who's reaching out to the whatever, right? You could do that. But one way at the end of this, you might say, we don't have enough capacity to ask for all of the things. Do we need to set this fundraiser back another quarter or do we need to have help? help," Right. So can you kind of talk about that?
1: yes absolutely because that's also I another mean, yeah this is a good um um point that you bring up because it's true that also helps, because i know one of the things that i see and i caution against when it comes to like non and chain makers who want to do good like sometimes they overload themselves yeah you're just beginning or even and then they try to do so much all at once but yeah. imagine if you're able to you know what we just want to do one program per quarter i want to do it be of quality and deliver excellence and make sure that we truly like that transformation. People can see from input to outcome, from everything. And, and so that, this will also help you to say, okay, do we need to pause? Do we need to press the break? And it's okay. It's not a bad thing if you say, you know what? Okay, right now maybe 50 is too over ambitious. Maybe we should use 10, maybe we should do 15. And so that will help you to assess, okay, what is that capacity capability right now? What can we truly take as a team? And if you don't have that skill set, like, that's why you have people like Ali say, you know what, maybe, yes, grants will have been greater corporate sponsorship, but right now we, we are not there yet. So that will help you go back to, okay, now we need to improve on individual donors and really, really target those individual donors and then work on our board. And so you know that, okay, for this month or for this quarter, grants and corporate sponsorship may be out of it because right now we don't have the, um, um, the capacity in terms of people. Or even the knowledge or expertise to go out and do that so that might be something to say you know what we need to do training on or read up on, upon or sign up for coaching for but you know then that, that can help you to not okay, we're going to put all of our energy towards our board and our individual donors and if you work the plan you have 30 days in a month right so even if it's just two of you and you call three to five people or email them or message them you can get that number and so the way i always tell people is that if you're shooting for 50 people, then ask at least 2.5 of what you need. So that means you have to reach out to 125 people at least to say, okay, we want 50 people to give, but we are going to reach out to 125. So that at the end of it all, we we get that 50 at least that we are shooting for as well. So that's absolutely a great point, Ollie. Absolutely.
0: That's a, that's a great formula. I like. So even looking at your, your, your goal for what you want, ask for two and a half times more to meet that goal. So that's, that's a great um, kind of baseline for people because you're not going to ask and get a hundred percent like that would be amazing, but you know what I mean? We want to make sure that um, in order to reach your goal, you have the capacity then to really do the marketing or the outreach um, that's beyond that. So that's a, that's a great thing. So these have been great Awesome. Gold nuggets today, your ask formula and how to actually put in a funding plan. Another thing you have available that people can um, reach out and get right now for free is your six non-negotiables in building a profitable and sustainable nonprofit. And I'll definitely uh, drop the link in again, once again, to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 205. So that's another thing that people um, can grab from you right away and download it for free. Um, so if you guys loved what uh, Dr. Omatala is talking about today, um, you'll definitely want to grab that free downloadable um, and advance your nonprofit. Um, so, thank you so much for being on the podcast yet again. I always thank love you so having you having having on. And before we close out today, um, any closing words and where can people find you?
1: Absolutely. So, my closing word is for you to, as you're thinking of all the great things that you want to do in the world know that it's okay to also practice self-care. I know like in the past few months and years because of the pandemic, so much has happened. And so sometimes I know you can, you may want to feel the self-judgment that I'm not doing enough, I'm not enough, but I want you to know that you are enough for you to show up that you are listening to us right now, that you are actually planning or you're doing something or you've started something or your idea is coming in your mind. That is something, so give yourself that, rest and knowing that you you are enough and that you can do the things that you want to do because you will not be giving the ideas if you are not the right person to do it. And so pace yourself, do some self-care because in this journey, it's not about a sprint. It's more of like a marathon. And it, like sometimes you might have to pass the button sometimes you say, you know what, right now I need to rest, somebody else take over and that is okay. So don't allow your self-care to be on the wayside Yes, you're a change maker. Yes, you want to do good. But remember to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, then you cannot take care of the people that need you more than anything else. And so practice self-care and know that it's okay to slow down and then pick back up. And then with that rest, you can like get back on track. And so one of the things I like to do is like every quarter, I take the weekend where I'm not anybody's mom or wife or partner or anything. And I go to another city and just go to an hotel buy chinese food and just sleep or watch tv or do whatever i want right. and for 48 hours and that is it and then after that then i come back again and say i'm ready for another 90 days right and if you can do that monthly wonderful i hope i'm hoping to get to that stage but for me right now that's one way that i practice self-care is just like taking that time to just recharge and refresh and come back at it again And during the weeks, yes, listening to music, doing meditation. So whatever it is for you that you need to do, take care of yourself because we need you. And more than ever, the world needs you to be strong. And for you to be strong, you need to take care of yourself more than anything else. And to find me, you can find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or IG at The Funding Magnet
0: the funding magnet. Awesome. And we will definitely have all the links uh, once again at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 205. So where you can find Dr. Amatala and get all of the great goodies that she has in store for you. Um, Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. I love it. You're also on our mentorship this year, grant professional mentorship, Mm -hmm. where we just closed the doors recently. So our 2022. So super excited to be along with you throughout the journey this year and to see um, all of the change that you're really going to have the impact in the world, um, by helping just so many people, um, for years to come. So I just love it. I love the legacy that you're creating and just the authenticity of it. Yeah. So once again,
1: thank you for coming you, on the show and we will see you. Thank soon. you for having me. Absolutely. Bye everyone. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed our show today with Dr. Omatella Atkinsola of the Funding Magnet. Remember, for all of the show notes from today, go ahead and go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 205. And you can also find our wonderful Grant Writing and Funding Hub Haven that you can join there for free as well. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and also feel free to check out our YouTube channel on Grant Writing and Funding. All right, guys, I will see you next week on the Grant Writing and Funding podcast.